This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of June 8th, 2019. Ain't no party like a New Jersey party, provided you don't have too many. Coca-Cola begins investigating animal cruelty? Anaheim, California. You've never seen a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. New York wine storage has an odd definition of storing. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm mad as hell. Because I, I we should have just had the whole thing queued up from uh, the network. The whole I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Uh, yes. Yeah. But um, so go to crack open a, uh, we didn't cover the story on here, but I had seen it. I'm opening a nice Sam Adams summer ale, expecting my usual summer treat. And lo and behold, they've removed all the spice notes and basically turned it into a summer shandy. It's just mm-hmm. a tart lemon thing. Sad face. I mean, that doesn't make it necessarily bad, but it's not what I want. It's not not what I'm used to, not what I want, and it, it's just more cut and dry for the masses. And if you've had summer ale before, it was already pretty much that, and so they just... Uh, I'm a comic book fan. I understand not what I'm used to, not what I want. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's your mantra in life. <laughs> All right, well, uh, just walking around picketing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, our first story here in New Jersey: ABC sets restrictions on the number of events craft breweries can host. If you'll remember, we covered uh, this story last year at some point. I think it was the middle of the year. Maybe that sure. we were talking about it uh, when this first started kicking up. Well, it has passed. So the New Jersey Division of Alcohol Beverage Control issued a revised special ruling earlier this week aimed at limiting the number of annual events breweries can host in their tap rooms. Real quick quick sidebar. Why doesn't New Jersey also have uh, a sister organization called 123? So you can have (laughs) ABC, 123. What would 123 be? What would they regulate? I don't know. ABC is regulating uh, Uh, alcohol. How about guns? One, two, three could regulate taxes because numbers. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, under the ruling issued Tuesday, the ABC said that states craft breweries can hold up to 25 special events, 25 social affairs, and 52 private parties annually inside their tap rooms. That's one party a week. One private party a week, and those that's like booked private parties. So tap rooms usually like every night of the week are booking them out for hundreds of dollars that you can do, you know, have a private party there. So and because tap rooms are always doing events, anything to draw people in, like hosting, oh, come watch the game here, come do this, we're doing the art night or whatever, cupcake pairings. And now in New Jersey, you're allowed 25 of those. Like, it just doesn't sound worth it. To, like, I think people only live in New Jersey because they have to commute to New York. <laughs> like, that's all that it's to... there for. Well, it gets worse. Well, that that and to, to, to talk about Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Well, it gets worse. Additionally, breweries are not allowed to sell their beer 
at more than 12 events a year outside of their tap rooms. That's so ridiculous. So they can't do pint nights or... Within... Okay, hold on. Breweries are not allowed to sell beer, their beer, at 12 events... uh, A year outside of their tap rooms. Within the state. Like, if they go to a different state, they don't... Well, yeah, I imagine. But I don't know how they're going to be... Policing that. Yeah, Yeah, like... Yeah, but if it, they can't go across across the state to another brewery and like be oh we're doing a pint night or they oh we're having an Oktoberfest or we're doing this like that stuff the twelve of those that's all you get. I, so why is New Jersey not like visitors or money or <laughs> well side of concerns of bar and restaurant owners the ABC first announced plans to impose restrictions on the number of events craft breweries could host in September. Well, that answers what I was talking about. Yeah. Earlier. It was uh, about fall. yeah okay. The agency uh, suspended that ruling days later amid pressure from craft brewers, state lawmakers, and New Jersey governor, Phil Murphy. In Tuesday's revised ruling, the ABC said the new guidelines are an effort to balance the concerns of the state's 100 licensed craft breweries with those of the state's 6,000 retail licenses in an effort to create stability and foster realistic competition. <laughs> new Jersey... Uh, lawmakers and governor went, well, they're not growing anymore. Eh, screw them. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, this whole thing came about because clearly uh, many of the lawmakers in New Jersey are in the pockets of people who own TGI Fridays and <laughs> other bar-restaurant combos. And they had, were having big problems competing with the breweries. And now the breweries are starting to lose a little ground and have less of a voice in this. So this... This means that in New Jersey, from the sound of it, and I may be wrong, but from the way I'm reading that, they couldn't have... It seems like it's a possibility under a maybe a loose interpretation of it anyway that they couldn't have like a weekly trivia night. Yeah. Because they don't yeah. have enough enough things. Unless, unless that they, is their... Unless that's their event for the week. Which is Well, their, their private party. Yeah. So... That's so... I, I don't understand, like, where the logic is there. It's like every brewery has, like, Tuesday's open mic night, Wednesday's trivia night, Thursday's whatever this. Uh, like Not They'll do ladies' night, maybe, or <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. That seems seems segregationist, Brittany. Well, uh, night the, for just ladies. There are provisions. As opposed month. to the old white guys who are there all the time. <laughs> we have a number of provisions. Look, I like to make fun of the that mentality, so... Our provisions that came with this starting June 3rd, craft breweries will have to provide the ABC with 10 days notice before hosting a special event. Special, uh. events, are, special events are defined as one-day events, including live championships, sporting event broadcasts, live amplified music, or DJ performances. Special events also include any event advertised or promoted in the media, including social media outlets. So that means uh, beer release. Doing a can or bottle release would count mm-hmm. as a special event because you would be promoting it via social media. Okay. The next line here does answer my question. Trivia nights or quizzo, craft making, animal adoption events, or yoga classes are not considered special events uh, okay. unless they're advertised or promoted by the brewery. So you can't... Uh, what? You can't advertise or promote that this is happening? I think... The way I would think of that is you can't have a sign outside the brewery that says Trivia Night. But if you're inside, you may have a thing of, like, Tuesdays is Trivia Night. But they don't say that. 
I mean, that's I know. I, 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 like, I'm just saying, like, that's when those things that's are introduced, a gray area you might be able to argue around. When those things are introduced, it's always they always leave it just amount the right amount of vague, <laughs> so that you it can be like. I don't know. So you people can, put, can argue. <laughs> put flyers above the urinal in the bathroom. That's a oh yoga night. <laughs> or no, yoga you put Saturday up a big calendar. You put up a big calendar. It just says hmm. these are the regular events. Yeah. All right. Well, breweries are also able to host twenty-five social affairs with the ABC defined as civic, religious, educational, charitable, fraternal, social, or recreational events. I'm, cu- I'm curious about this religious. <laughs> I mean, like, some breweries, some breweries go down that path. Uh, like, no, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just liter- legitimately curious. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like a come down to the brewery for your bris? <laughs> I mean, I don't you know, know about know that. But... Craft breweries are also allowed to sell their beer at 12 civic and community events outside of their tap rooms by purchasing a $200 per day permit from the ABC. During those events, customers can purchase up to 72 ounces of beer for off-site consumption. Okay, that's... Hmm. they got to buy a permit for $200 and can only do it 12 times a year. Yeah. That's kind of horse crap. Mm-hmm. Craft are also required to give repeat customers a brewery tour once a year and maintain records of those tours. Holy crap. I... Required to give repeat customers a brewery tour. <laughs> sorry, I'm just picturing it's like, listen, Jeff, I'm sorry. It's your, you know, it's that time of year again. <laughs> you got to do the just, tour. It's like, I don't want to do the tour. Look, can you see back there where the That's what those are going to become. Thing is? It's going to be a, everyone turn and look this direction. Look that direction. Look this way. Tour over. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand this whole thing. <laughs> I why New Jersey? What are you what are you trying to do? The ABC prove here? said it would begin immediately enforcing the tour requirements <laughs> and the ban on craft breweries <laughs> operating a restaurant and selling food. So they can't even sell their own food or have restaurants in them anymore. I wish we knew someone who lived there just to be like Just to beg them to leave. Oh well, okay. But just, like just to I, I would love a perspective on this that's like, oh no, it makes sense because X. Uh, sure then but like right now this sounds ridiculous mm-hmm. brewers guild of new jersey executive director eric orlando said while the ruling gives craft brewers some new privileges it also adds more restrictive properties uh yeah by cutting your legs out from underneath you mm-hmm. but hey guess what you got some real upper body strength now <laughs> you can run around on those hands <laughs> With the sound of hands on the ground. <laughs> New Jersey Brewers Association Executive Director uh, Alexis Deegan said her organization plans to lobby lawmakers to remove the limits on the number of events breweries can host in their tap rooms, as well as repeal other antiquated liquor laws. Uh, it's not a perfect system, but given the director uh, is working with the statute, it's a clearer system of what's being expected. Uh, she added, it's guidelines so breweries don't get tripped up, and I think in general it's less burdensome than it looks on paper. What? No, it's not. I, I promise it's going to be the same working, amount of burden. If you're working with any kind of brewing body in New Jersey, and that's your that's your opinion, 
something tells me someone gave you a large uh, sum of money mm. and said, no, this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It is New Jersey. I mean, come on. Still, like, that's... It's just so weird. I just don't understand. Like, So, it, yeah, it's it's a weird, unnecessary set of restrictions that are there exclusively so, you know, Applebee's can stay afloat. Pretty much. They're disgusting $1 mixed drinks. I mean, I guess if, okay, so if you think about, like, places like that, like Applebee's and just keep shitting on it because I can't think of anywhere else. But like TGI Fridays or something. Like Applebee's. Um, right? But like TGI New Jersey, Applebee's. New Jersey is really like what the, like the place that you have to get go through to get somewhere else. <laughs> so maybe it's they've just they've got about, all those lovely gardens in that state. I think. So they say. Where there are bodies buried by the mob. Hmm. But like, uh, maybe it's just like, oh, so vibrant. sure, you, surely you'll stop by an Applebee's or whatever, um, and just get a basic beer and then leave. Like, why would you need to go to a brewery? <laughs> maybe that's the mentality. <laughs> you don't have time to go to a brewery. I, You're on your way to New York. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It it doesn't seem like the kind of thing. Like, there's there's not a problem. So why are you legislating against it? But. Yeah, it's the, the, At, the solution to the problem that we didn't have. Yeah. But then I find myself saying that, and I go, am I becoming a libertarian? That doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, if you happen to live in New Jersey or have been through to see what this new craft uh, hellscape is, drop us a line and let us know uh, what the hell's going on in New Jersey. Yeah. And then leave. Get, leave get, New Jersey. Get the hell out of there. Go somewhere where you can get be happy. A, get a snack with your beer. And not be forced into a tour. <laughs> I mean, like I'm always part. down for a tour. Don't get me wrong. But still. All right, well. The uh, tour will be starting in five minutes. Can we go? No, but we just left. We just got off the tour. But I could go again. Speaking of tours? Uh, uh, <laughs> no. So, uh, Coca-Cola is speaking up and vowing an independent investigation into allegations that one of its primary partners for milk-based products has drawn the ire of animal welfare activists across the country. The announcement is coming after video surface from a group known as the Animal Recovery Mission, uh, showing the acts of purported animal cruelty at the farm, uh, which is also also the dairy supplier for the Fairlife brand distributed by Coca-Cola. It says, we care deeply about animal welfare, and these images left us all at Coca-Cola with a heavy heart, the company said in a statement uh, released on Thursday. Any form of animal cruelty is simply unacceptable and counter to our company's values. We expect our suppliers to operate with the highest degree of integrity and comply with all the laws, uh, including animal welfare laws. The company has since pledged to have its own independent investigation of all fair life uh, uh, dairy supporters, suppliers, uh, to ensure that they uphold the highest standards of animal welfare. Uh, they also promise to increase the uh, audits being conducted by Fairlife and Fair Oaks Farms. All suppliers will now be required to have 24 audits per year, up from just one annually. Oh my god! Yeah. So if you hadn't heard, 
the Fair Oaks Farm uh, got into some trouble when some people put out a video. Uh, there had been people who were working undercover for three years, videotaping uh, stuff happening. And I don't recommend watching the video because it shows a lot of people punching baby calves. Who does that? Like punching and kicking <clears throat> and uh, then like leaving them out in the heat and watching them die. It's really traumatic, actually. So let's uh, take my word for it. It's kind of horrific. Jeez. And... I was like, well, I mean, how bad could this? I'm watching the thing for a while. This is pretty bad. This is okay. No, I understand. Uh, and I'm sure some of the footage is cherry-picked for the most emotional impact. It worked. I was just saying, does it matter? <laughs> like, no, because those still happened. Yeah, like at the uh, end of the day, guess what? Everyone that showed up in the video apparently had already been fired. Or I think almost all of them had been fired. Uh yeah, it's what it says here. They had already fired people shown in the video uh, and disturbing videos and continues to be searched for anyone else tied to it. Uh, it added anyone else associated with the abuse will be held responsible, especially with the video now in the hands of state investigators. Yeah, you better uh, believe. That is, uh, that's like, okay, yeah, yeah, they should be fired because like, if you're going to treat an, another living thing that way, you might be a sociopath. You should probably get that looked at. <laughs> yeah. Or at um, least not work for anywhere. So, yeah, the there's another article from the same place. Uh, 11 Alive, I guess, is where we pulled this from. Uh, but in it, they talk about... Uh, let's see, where's that, where's that line? Uh, the group said the footage shows daily mistreatment of the resident farm animals at the farm... Uh, about 70 miles south of Chicago. Uh, due to the many years Ferry, Fair Oaks Farm has been in business, it's impossible to number the amount of calves and cows that have died inhumanely at their hands, uh, says a sp uh, spokeswoman from Animal Recovery Mission. Uh, here's the other fun thing. they uh, There's a lot of footage of them just doing cocaine and growing pot on the premises, too. So, well, you know. Right. Not the Ow. most legal things happening i guess uh in addition they had claimed that there was uh that none of the baby calves were being used to reveal that was false they according to them there was a miscommunication uh it was not our practice in the past but due to a lack of communication between our general manager in charge of livestock and myself uh the where is this guy uh, McCloskey, who is the founder of Fair Oaks Farm, uh, uh, general manager and myself, I was unaware that we were selling our calves to the veal industry and apologized for the intended false claims made previously. He said, our bull calves will no longer go to veal. So uh, at first I was extremely confused. Like, wait, due to a miscommunication, we, we started selling our calves for veal? <laughs> yeah. Uh so Sort of. Uh, well, that's what he's saying. Oh, uh, well, are the lines kind of, communication kind of got crossed between me and the manager, and, and we ended up selling all our calves for veal. Not, not all of them, but they they were selling some of them for veal. Uh, I don't know if it was the ones that were, you know, dying from the, the heat and the sun and, you know, general. Doesn't matter. 
<laughs> All of this is Oh, no, garbage. I'm not trying to make it better. I'm just... No, I know. At I that just... point, I'm going, did they did they just, like, well, here are the dead cows. Let's... No, you can't do that. Uh... Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't think that works for Veal, but... I can tell you what don't... happens when farm animals feel... die, because As... the industry I work in has to deal with it. Right. Well, I was going to say, like, I'm pretty sure the, cow, the, the calves have to be alive, so, you know, the fear seeps into the... That's getting gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's... This is a little dark. It's the same thing that happens to the zoo animals when they die. Uh, in case you're wondering, <laughs> they, they don't go out to a field and dig an elephant-sized grave when an elephant dies. And I'll, I'll tell you what happens. A garbage truck has to pick it up and take it to the landfill. <laughs> That's unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm okay with elephant-sized graves. They should do that. They don't have to be at landfills, though. The only place that happens is in uh, horse racing. Then uh, I have seen many horse graveyards and monuments. <laughs> Those are actually quite impressive. I, I hope well, to have... I'm going to say, like, man, we live in Kentucky. Yeah. Yes, of course there are monuments to horses. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's... Most of them in Lexington. Hmm. All right. Well, in, uh, in happier news, let's let's get over to the happiest place on earth. Let, let, let's put, turn all these frowns upside down. Second happiest place on earth because this is the California one. Oh, but no, this is the, this is the second. This is like yeah. the, the the fifth happiest place on earth. I think Euro Disney still comes in ahead of. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I think Tokyo Disney is supposed to be like the one of the best ones, and Hong Kong. Anyway, um, yes. So moving on. Obviously, we're talking about Disneyland because the brand new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge has opened. Hey, guess what? Everyone else has talked about this, so we're going to talk about it. Hey, I thought it was on topic. You know, as far as it's a it's a it's a current event. Do um, they have the Star Wars Cantina that sells beer? Actually, yes. <laughs> it doesn't sell beer. Oh. Oh. Um. But yeah. So for those who are, don't keep up with it, like some of us crazy people, um, <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is uh this whole new experience. It's it's supposed to be based on um it being like a a, a new planet in um that that universe that that's. You know, it will be, and it's going to feature in upcoming comics and movies. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's this whole new thing, basically. And <laughs> I heard comics sand movies, and I oh, got irrationally sans. angry. I got irrationally angry for about half a second, uh, and like, I went, nope. ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah. Um. So so anyway, so it's opening. It's it's open now in um Disneyland in California. And then in August, it's opening in Disney World in Florida. Um, the, so the true Disney, yeah, the good one. Um, when Walt realized he made mistakes and had to start over. Uh, so for those who snagged opening tickets, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the brand new Disneyland attraction, is finally open. The 14-acre park features a marketplace, rides, an antique shop, and numerous other attractions, all inspired by the Star Wars universe. For antiques the, i know it okay i get it's a galaxy long ago but it's the way that they, they look I, I think they but, sell yeah. so they're selling um like replica legendary ish items it's supposed to be like if you are like hardcore if you are a giant star wars nerd they're going to be selling items that were only referenced in like a single 1990s comic yeah from, you should yeah. watch some of the videos on it. It's actually really no, no. Cool I'm looking. I'm now just stopping and going. It's an okay. antiquities shop, right. and they are selling like amazing keepsakes. Yeah, 
but it's not set up like that's the crazy thing. None of the shops are set up like a regular store because it's meant to look like you're actually in the 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 place it's supposed to be that that um outpost. Just I'm just picturing a pawn shop and Moss Eisley. You go in going, "How much for your blaster?" No, that's what that's it is. Not there's wrong. a giant anima. <laughs> it's Doc Ondar's, and there's a giant animatronic figure that you have to deal with to try and purchase things from this shop, and he's gonna haggle you. And try and you got to work with him on the price and all this stuff. Got to watch the videos. Like honestly, the place looks fantastic. And all the characters, like all the staff that are there, are in full character. Like if you try and ask for where a bathroom is, they won't be able to help you. I know we still haven't really gotten into the meat of this story, (laughs) but if if I were to wave my fingers in front of this this mechanical Ah. shopkeep, would it say? No, no, no. What do you think it was? Some you, sort of Jedi? You probably... That Maybe. might happen, but if you went and did the lightsaber building experience, they keep track of everything you've done while you're there in the land. And if you start doing things that are tracking... Because yeah. you're a character in this world. So if you start doing things that would track you as a Jedi, it might work. <laughs> Isn't that sick? Like, I so want to do... Like, I want to go. Because anyway, that's the, what they talk about the Millennium Falcon ride. If you screw up bad enough and you like wreck the Falcon, like people ridicule you. Like, like yeah, if you go to, if you go to the can- so what we're going to talk about is Oga's Cantina, which is like the main place you go and get food and drink. You'll get hassled for yeah, fucking so up the, the Falcon. Like random people who work there will be like, oh, uh, they're not really happy with how you like <laughs> what you did to the ship. Uh, it's just it's it's just funny. Um, but yeah, they've really gone all out. Is is the point here? But yeah, so Oga can- Oga's Cantina, inspired by the Moss Eisley Cantina from episode four, A New Hope, uh, Oga's offers a stellar lineup of wine, beer, cider, and cocktails. They do have beer. Yes. Mm. Uh, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. So uh, it's the only public spot serving alcohol within Disneyland. So that's Which is within- a shame because Disneyland's so bad, you should be drunk if you're there. <laughs> Um, but so, as it also says, which is probably the reason why some of the drinks are ludicrously expensive. Um, and also because Disney. So, uh, yeah. online now is the drinks menu. It features 14 cocktails, six of which are non-alcoholic, because that's actually kind of a thing right now. Um, basically the mocktails. But uh, mm-hmm. four beers, one cider, and two wines. One of the cocktails... And the... a partridge and a pear <laughs> yeah. uh, I went the other way. I went John Thorogood, and I was like, <laughs> all right, let's... Uh, so one of the cocktails called the Yub Nub, uh, <laughs> a mix of flavored rums, citrus juice, and passion fruit, comes in at $42. Holy Ooh. crap. It hurts. Um, but you do get to keep the indoor mug it's served in. What so if instead I got one cider, two wines... <laughs> Oh, beers. Nice. Meanwhile, the non-alcoholic Cliff Dweller mixes citrus juices, coconut, hibiscus grenadine, ooh, and Seagram's ginger ale. Hibiscus grenadine does sound real good. Like yeah. that drink as a whole just actually kind of sounds tasty. Uh, this too, though, is served in a souvenir mug, which you get to take home. But the the whole thing costs thirty-two dollars. <laughs> Uh, so most expensive of all is the sample flight of beers brewed exclusively for Galaxy's Edge by Blue Point, New Belgium, Ballast Point, and Sierra Nevada. The flight comes with a souvenir serving board and costs $75. Well, I would totally do this, though. 
I'd still buy it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. No, I mean, but like, what does that, what does the serving board look like? <laughs> it's got to be a pretty nice serving board. It has I'm, to be. I'm going to say. What's going to be the sad part is, so the sewer, the serving board what is. If it's a, what, what if the serving board is the Millennium Falcon? It's not like a long board, but it's a, it's a circular, circular. plate that you. Uh. Those do exist. I don't know. They, that could be pretty. I'm sure there's pictures of them we could find online. But since it's a souvenir serving board, that means they're just going to give you the beer in plastic cups. Uh, yeah. Which well, is whatever. Upsetting. Um, so, although it's a nice selection of um, breweries, though, I have to say. Yeah. Um, the rest of Oga's Cantina drinks uh, drink selection is more reasonably priced, with cocktails and glasses of wine averaging around $15 and beers coming in at roughly 12 So Reasonably priced at 12 uh, for Disney, yes. Okay, fair. <laughs> yeah. For Disney. I was going to say, uh, in yeah, context. We, we, we went to Epcot and we're like, we're going to drink our way around the world. We stopped in Germany for two beers and I was like, and we're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a nope. Because money. Uh, okay, it won't let me open this right now, I don't think. Oh, wait, yes, it will. Oh, some of the names are fantastic. So, Jabba Juice, obviously. Uh, mm. These are, so this is the ones without alcohol. Jabba Juice is simply orange with pineapple. Kiwi, cantaloupe, and blueberry popping pearls. Oh, the pearls. Those are going to be in everything, aren't they? Yep. Um, and dry ice down the bottom of everything mm-hmm. to make it all. There's a drink called the Jedi Mind Trick, which is $14. The Jedi Mind Trick. Uh, it's when they bring you a tall glass of water and <laughs> kick you in the nuts. <laughs> More or less. Uh, it's Kettle One Vodka. Um, okay, Sorry, a variant of Kettle One with botanical grapefruit and rose. Uh Mm. Yeah, I don't know what this other one is. I don't want to know the price. As soon as you said a variant of Kettle One, I'm just like, oh, God. No, it's $14. I already said that. Yeah, which is still not great. I mean. (laughs) So I I can see the board now. Uh, It looks like it's a plastic thing. And it's just just from the picture I'm looking at. But uh, and the cups are. Also look like they're plastic, but they're shaped like like Rancor teeth. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that have been hollowed out to make this, and then it's this, like, like an uneven piece of board that looks like it's been set up there, and it's got little legs. So it doesn't look the best in the that? world, but... Anyway. I just pulled it up, and I saw one on eBay. Oh, they're already going on eBay for how much? Of course. $179. Jeez. Well, that's because, okay, so if you don't know, um, you actually have to um, get basically reservations to go to Galaxy's Edge. And to get the reservations, you have to be staying at a Disney resort. Yes. And um, the other thing is, you're only, you're, you get an allotted time frame right now because of how bananas that place is going to be. Um, so I think it's like four hours that you can get there and that's it. Which apparently, it, yeah, and it's provided all the video I've seen. You're like, I thought it would be more crowded. This is like, no, they did... They went out of their way to make sure crowd control was at the utmost importance. Which is a little fair because it's like, well, you, you want to experience the whole world that they've set up. So, like, if if, it, if you can't move hardly in it, then, it, you know, it work, It makes sense. I feel like the Disney World version of it's going to be better. Yeah, because they're going to have a hotel. It's not going to be there when they open yeah. it, but they're going to have that hotel experience. Oh, yeah. Because the, the whole oh, hotel's t- completely part of the story. Like, when from the moment you check into that hotel, you're no longer on earth and they're just like everyone's full into no you just boarded a spaceship and you were going to space well you get a costume and everything yeah 
if hmm I don't know how much this this hotel will cost. You're sleeping for it's no fully, one does. fully immersive. <laughs> it's just like you while you're at the hotel, you are playing part of a story as to where you are either part of the first order or part of the resistance on this ship. Why would I want to be part of the first order? It's I, just part of the, some people are into that shit. Yeah. Some people like Yeah, I know some stuff. people are Nazis, but that doesn't mean we should cater to them. <laughs> That's fair. All right, well, uh speaking of catering to Nazis, that really has absolutely nothing nope. to do with the story. <laughs> so, I don't know what might. Let's get into it and find out. A woman is suing a New York wine storage facility after it dumped her decades-old wine collection. The New York Post reports the lawsuit filed by Elsa Quan de Alvarez against Chelsea Wine and Store. Oh, God. Chelsea Wine and Storage. All right. Yeah. Uh, stems from a credit card mishap. Juan de Alvarez began storing wine at the facility when it opened in 1997. She signed a contract with the company in 2004 and charged monthly on her credit card going forward. In 2010, she moved to Spain and informed the company of her new address and credit card number. She continued to receive notifications that her account was up to date. According to court documents in 2016, however, Chelsea Wine and Storage, a self-described as the best wine storage facility in the tri-state area, began charging an incorrect credit card. In 2018, the company disposed of the collection, claiming Quan de Alvarez had accrued a debt exceeding $5,000. Alvarez claimed she had previously received documentation indicating there were no outstanding charges on her account. According to the drinks business, she is seeking compensation and statutory damages payment for her attorney's fees and litigation costs. Damn right. Really, she doesn't want them to pay for the cost of the wine? Well, that's going to be the compens- compensatory and statutory oh, yeah. damages. Oh, yeah. Also paying for her attorney fees and the litigation litigation cost. I'd, much, I'd sue, too. How much wine and what kind was not disclosed? However, considering her family ties, it was probably pretty good stuff. Quanda uh, Alvarez is married to Pablo Alvarez, whose family oh. owns Vegas uh, Cecilia. An acclaimed Spanish winery. Oh my gosh! In Ribera del Duero. Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she's she's gonna get paid. She is justified. Yeah, very much so. Uh, Chelsea's gonna look at the especially since they're already like, oh no, her like her lawyers already submitted all this stuff. Like it was all documented that they were telling her everything's fine, and then they were charging the wrong card, and then dumped. I'd be so mad. Why wouldn't like, it's Chelsea? Oh why would if it's like are any relation to the auction house? Like, wouldn't they just take all the like to recoup their money, sell the wine instead of dumping it? I don't know. It could just be the name of the area. It might not be connected yeah, to the true. other thing. Very true. But still, wouldn't you just sell? Like, what, I mean, wouldn't that be a hell of an episode of? Uh, Storage wars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's gonna go bid on this illustrious wine collection? <laughs> come on, come on, you'd watch that. That's an episode I'd actually watch because that show was terrible, just terrible. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, th- that makes me never want to use any kind of public storage for. Yeah. Alcohol. Yeah, that's that's understandable. That's. Ugh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I was like. Alvarez, that sounds familiar. Why does that sound familiar? Pablo Alvarez. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, and I hear Alvarez, and I think of One Day at a Time. Well, that would <laughs> that would give me a coronary, 
and uh, oh, yeah. put me in an early grave. But uh, what what kind of beer themed coffin would you guys want? <laughs> Not the one in the next story. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know. I thought Can... there was there was some kind of joke in there, and I could I, I could never bring it to fruition. Like Foster's Australian for death, because that's probably accurate. Blank. Yeah. Uh, okay, so when Perry Cardi passed away in April 2019, his family paid tribute in a special way. They wrapped his coffin in the label of his favorite beer, Foster's. <laughs> Foster's. Australian for coffin. <laughs> uh, uh, Cardi's sister, uh, Mandy Hunter, said it was uh, what her brother would have wanted. <laughs> It was what he would have wanted. <laughs> it was my idea to have the Foster's can printed on the coffin because it was Perry's favorite and he loved being around friends and family at the pub. He was a raging alcoholic. <laughs> uh, the 54-year-old father of three of Southampton, England, passed away suddenly after he was assaulted assaulted outside of his favorite pub. Oh, uh, now I bitter. feel bad. Yeah. Uh, his family wanted to brighten his departure and felt the Foster's rap would help commemorate him. Look, this... This funeral's become a very sad affair. What if we just wrap this in a Foster's thing? Oh, don't worry. It was going to be closed casket anyway. He died the way he lived. Drunk. And angry, probably. Uh, I think he would have uh, been blown away, and I think uh, he would have thought it was really funny. Um, This is a quote from his daughter. The family also placed a can of lemonade atop the coffin to represent Cardi's favorite drink, a Foster's Top, which is a lager top, um, lager topped with lemonade, similar to a Shandy or a Rattler. I have never heard of this. A Rattler I've heard of. I've well, never heard, like, I mean, I've never heard of it being... Cobbling like, it together yeah. yourself. Um, no, I have. I've, I've heard of that, and people will just be like, yeah, it's your Shandy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we didn't want it to be a sad funeral. We wanted it to be upbeat and happy, just like how Perry would have wanted. We had so many lovely comments at the funeral saying what a lovely idea it was. It will make people remember Perry's funeral with happy thoughts. What are you... Okay. I'm going to make my funeral happier. I'm going to need someone to arrange a complicated marionette system. <laughs> God gonna be difficult because rigor mortis and all but just keep pulling and those joints will loosen up if my head falls off whoever has control of it just picks it up and goes i ain't got nobody (laughs) so i don't know i'm gonna go with a real item for mine uh not well i'll think of a beer themed one but just for a real item uh just give me the kiss coffin it's actually a giant cooler, uh, so it doesn't have to have a body, and it has a stereo built into it that plays Detroit Rock City while you're being lowered <laughs> down. And I'm like, no, no, that's good. I'm good. I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, you're wanting the rest of us to to do the 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 beer fest thing where we crack open a beer and then chug in your corpse's face, right? That's... Yeah. L'chaim. L'chaim. <laughs> Someone's like, why do you keep picking up the body? It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> I don't want to think about this. <laughs> or no, it's. I mean, this is messed if, up. if you're opting for the kiss coffin, odds are, yeah, you're not gonna be uh, in the state to where people are gonna, you know, it'd be closed casket anyway. So just just be cremated, and then the kiss coffin is actually a cooler, so it's actually just full of booze. <laughs> you just fill it full of like, 
I don't know. So that's not going to go. Uh, don't put it with wine. <laughs> but make it a little time capsule that you can dig back up in a few years. Exactly. And if I had to choose a uh, a beer for uh, for my coffin to be wrapped in that label, eh, I'd say KBS. I, knew I was going to say, gonna I was gonna say it's going to be Founders something, I feel. Yeah. Like. I knew it was going to be KBS. Uh, well... Let's hope. Let's hope this this cooler we lower into the ground doesn't get raided by Florida uh, by Florida alligators. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it'd be close to ground for them. As with many things, no Florida alligators. We don't have Florida man. We have Florida alligator. <laughs> I feel like that needs almost a Cajun accent. The I one thing Florida yeah. man fears. <laughs> Florida alligator raids woman's wine cabinet. God, it's such a Florida story. <laughs> it just. Uh, all right on friday may 31st 2019 an alligator smashed through the first floor window of a florida home it went right for the wine cabinet okay obviously (laughs) was this a low window or did like this alligator just jump up like on its hind legs like it's um i'm seeing it shoot through like a six foot window just like (laughs) just like soaring through the air wiggling i desperately want it to not be a low window yeah, I know, uh, and I'm... Where he comes there like he's Andy Wally Gator. Gator. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> I was like, there's a Hanna-Barbera thing for this. It's mm-hmm. Wally Gator. He's wow. like, ah! You're trying to get his bender on. <laughs> uh, but yes, he went for the... I feel like that'd be Top the... Cat. If, it, if you're going Hanna-Barbera characters, it would, <laughs> wouldn't be Wally Gator. It'd be Top Cat. Oh, for the bender? Yeah, okay. going on a bender. I don't know. I could see Snaggletooth. Well, uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Mary Winchausen, uh, the homeowner, heard a loud crash coming from downstairs at 3.30 a.m. <laughs> That's what you want to see in the middle of the night, an alligator in a, uh, in a fedora, an alligator standing on its hind legs in a fedora and a, and a necktie. Because <laughs> that's still Wally Gator, guys. That's, that's who's doing this. Uh, anyway, she rushed to the scene, and to her dismay, she found Wally Gator surrounded by wine bottles. <laughs> Already drunk off his ass. I like if you're getting up at three thirty. Like n- you know, normal people don't wake up at this time. We do because babies and well, work. she heard a she heard a loud crash. So. No, but I'm saying like if I was waking up at that time and I'm just and and I looked, I came out and looked at that, I would be like, well, I'm hallucinating. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> He's like, well, shouldn't have got into that mescaline and then walked back into bed. <laughs> like, like, uh. uh. She's quoted as saying, I heard this monster's crash like the roof was falling in uh, falling in on the side of my house. I headed for the kitchen, and when I got to uh, got to the door of the kitchen, I had this beautiful uh, this beautiful face staring at me as though he belonged there. <laughs> it, it sounded more and more like Wally Gator, just smiling at me, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, this 10-foot gator was having a marvelous time sitting in my kitchen. He got my red wine, the good stuff. <laughs> He wasn't going for that, for that uh, bottom shelf crap. Oh, no. Winchelson called the police, leaving the alligator to its wine. It allegedly <laughs> smashed several bottles in the process. Ah, bad vintage. <laughs> Why do you just have yellowtail? God. Uh, I didn't ask for a stutter home. <laughs> uh, luckily, no one was hurt, but it did take the, uh, law enforcement, the, uh, two wildlife trappers, and ten police officers. 
two hours to get the alligator's claws off the bo- uh, off the booze and out of the house. <laughs> That's amazing. He's like, no, stop that. Never mind. They came to me. <laughs> this isn't your house. You don't know that. I want this on video. I, I want this gator to now have like problems. Like they they take him, they re-release him, and somehow he turns up at a winery somewhere, and it's like down in whole barrels of wine. They release him, but they didn't give him a sobriety test. He gets pulled over for getting into a speedboat. <laughs> He's... Wow. Well, he gator, no. Arr, I'm fine. I'm good to drive. Well, he gator gets a DWI. <laughs> One of the, uh, the the less popular episodes. Less popular. Better stone of my childhood. All right. So, on the note, we'd like to remind everyone, this is our news-only show. Uh, we do the weekly long-form show also, discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Once again, uh, I am Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>